0: Welcome back to another edition of Every Step of the Way Bible Study Discussion Group. Um, a little more information about us. We're more of a discussion forum, a group of brothers that get together every Tuesday and talk about the gospel, share the gospel, share scriptures. And we tie it in with real life situations and, and try to make it plain. And and hopefully everybody can relate to it. And, and we try to just bounce things off each other and make it make sense to to the average man or even a seasoned even a seasoned person in the words, so hopefully you enjoy it.
1: It's the group discussion everyone wants more of. The type of conversation people want to be a part of. We share the gospel, scriptures, and we talk real life situations. You've heard us and followed us on Facebook Live. Now you can watch us right here on the Vision Live Network. The wait is over. It's now time for the Hour of Truth. Welcome to the Every Step of the Way Bible Discussion Podcast. The Real starts now.
0: Brother Prentice. Yes, sir. Take us on those ride. All right. Good evening, guys. Good evening, hey, um, yeah.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so I titled tonight's uh, lesson um, A Discussion Am I Not? Free, and I, I talked about a little bit last week when we was talking about when I asked the question about the apostle and the apostle Paul. Well, in First Corinthians nine is when he asked that question in nine one, but he asked about five questions right then when he was talking. Because he in nine he says, "Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not?" seeing Jesus Christ our Lord or, or, or are you not my work in the Lord are you not my work in the Lord he asked about five questions straight all dealing with people questioning him and his walk mm-hmm. and his apostleship the one that stuck out and it's, for some reason I, I read this thing about three four weeks ago the one that kept sticking out sticking out to me was am i not free so i thought i stink so here's the question what is freedom to you what is i would like for y'all to try and answer what is freedom to you what is freedom hmm.
3: that's a good question princess
4: <laughs> freedom to me is having the ability to move without restriction um you know, to have my thought and my way to move without anybody holding me back or telling me I cannot go here or there—that's freedom. Hmm.
2: Okay. Hello. I, I. Anybody else?
3: That's a tough. One. <laughs> yeah, think <laughs> on that, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, the dictionary says freedom is defined as the power or right to act, speak, or. Think without hindrance or a resistance. That's what the definition says. But you but even today, right now, what do you hear people screaming? I got I want my freedom. I got freedom. I want my rights. Whether I want to wear a mask, make my child wear a mask, whether I get the shot, whether this, whether that, land of the free. That's what we cry. Freedom of speech. Freedom to carry my gun, freedom to do whatever. That, that's, that's what we hear today. Freedom. It's all about freedom, being free to do what I want, all right? Yeah. But there are things that we can, but there's also a freedom that only comes through by Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So we're going to dive into that a little bit. So, but think about this. I want you to think about it or even answer it. What are some things that hinders hinder your freedom? What are some things that can hinder your freedom?
4: Being at the wrong place at the wrong time, uh, if you're talking about physical freedom, um, finding yourself in the midst of situations that take care of your mind and, and hold you captive in your thoughts, That's that can be spiritual and emotional. Um, if you're talking about spiritually, um, Being at war with yourself by way of the Holy Spirit, by doing what's contradictory to what the word tells you to do, uh, those things can restrict your freedom because it stops your access or your free access to what you want to do.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and that's what I wanted to comment on. Um, I think Paul is talking about where all of us should be when we give our lives to Christ. There are some freedoms we give up for the sake of the word and I'm going, to, I'm going to elaborate from Jerome's point of view, and it may sound awkward, I no longer do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense to anybody. Yeah. I just don't. I don't do what I want to do. I do what God wants me to do. And to me, those scriptures are talking about Paul is saying he is free, but he restricted his freedom. He gives up his life to serve God. He gives up. So he's saying if, if you want to help me out, and help take care of me, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a, a work for the Lord. So now am I not free? I can go somewhere else and, and I don't have to do this, but I'm free to do whatever I want. But I decide not to be. Paul is saying, mm-hmm. I decide not to be for the service of God. For mm-hmm. the service of God. And to
5: anyway. the
4: letters of Galatians, Paul is in jail. So right. physically, he's, he's not free anyway. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> By way of the Holy Spirit. Right. but and he's like my body might be incarcerated but you ain't got my mind you ain't got right. my beliefs and so he says it often when he opens up his letters paul the prisoner of jesus christ you know he he says in galatians 5 i'm free but a, and then his description of himself is he's a prisoner to jesus christ It's like the two are contradictory how can you be That's free it. and a prisoner at the same time but he's like mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. might have my body but you ain't got my mind mm-hmm.
1: so, what so- you, would you go into that angle with that, Prince? I'm just want to make. Uh, sure. y'all,
2: yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, y'all just stepping all over me, but y'all, oh, okay, okay, y'all just... know how we do. Come on, man. <laughs> you know how we do?
1: Okay,
2: it's man. all rolled right in there together. <laughs> because my question's wrong with what you just said. So you telling me freedom costs? Mm-hmm. Say it again. Freedom costs you. Freedom may cost you something. Yes. Uh, it can if you decide if you choose to. It's your choice. It's your but
1: choice. It's your choice, but. I think any man that's in Christ gives up certain freedom or should give up certain freedoms, because the word, the word, correct me, Glenn, because I know you, but it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the word puts you in a box.
2: Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, if that makes sense, the word puts you in a box because you know. By living for Christ, there are certain things you just can't do or shouldn't do. And mm-hmm. that to me would put you in that box and take away certain freedoms that an unbeliever has.
4: Hmm. And you know, I know Paul's description of, of who he is, Paul the Apostle, a prisoner of Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. Wow. He,
4: he Thanks, says, I no longer live for myself. Amen. In mm-hmm. fact, when, on his conversion, he says, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Who art thou lord i'm jesus christ whom thou persecuted don't you know it's hard to kick against the prick you know that right there that discourse lets him you know that i'm about to change your life because i'm gonna give you a new set of rules you were working on this side but now i'm getting ready to change your direction and in the changing of your direction i'm gonna put some things in place now jesus says, if you love me you'll keep my commandments and by this if you love one another by this shall all men know that you are my disciples so he gives you restrictions right there and tells you how to act. So your freedom goes out the window because you can't treat anybody how you want to treat them because your um, freedom to do that has been relegated by the, dis- the uh, commandment Christ gave to love your neighbor as yourself. So you, like Jerome said, because of we following Christ, there are different restrictions that hold us captive to what he has placed for us to do. So therefore, we give up our freedoms in a manner that we no longer have the freedom to just act any kind of way. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a change.
1: And and Glenn, and and because I'm not just talking to you guys, if somebody misunderstanding what we're saying, please give Prentice and Todd and Glenn a call because they need to explain that a little bit more. Because sometimes, some things we say, the only way you're going to understand it is the Holy Spirit is revealing it to you. Right. That, that yeah. there alone may be confusing to some. But if you're in Christ, you should understand the language that we're using, especially the way Glenn is breaking it down. So if you have a problem with what we're saying, give Glenn a call and let him let him elaborate
2: for you. That's mm-hmm. all I want to say. Well, let me go back to something with Glenn touched on right here. He went back to Galatians, right? You know, in, in Galatians five one, the first verse there, it says that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand mm-hmm. firmly and, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. All right. So he uses the word yoke of slavery in there.
1: <laughs> Can I explain that from Jerome's point of view again? Go ahead, G. The yoke of slavery is when we was born, we was born in sin. Mm-hmm. In God's word is the setting of us free. He set us mind free from a slavery mentality, a bondage of sin. But when we come to Christ, He releases the bondage of sin from our mind. Okay, that's just that's
2: the wrong way to put it. That's a, that's a very good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I mean, He used the word yoke, mm-hmm. yoke of slavery, and and I actually looked it up. You know, the word yoke or yoke is used over sixty times in the Bible. And usually, in a lot of times, it relates to something dealing with a burden, the carrying a burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, Isaiah Isaiah nine says, "For as in the day of Midian defeated, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them." And it's several other. man, it's when I say it's all up, not all, but it's a good bit relates to breaking of a burden. You know, they used to put yokes on oxen. Uh, All right when you put them together they put a yoke around their neck. Yeah, yeah. Right? Good, <laughs> good illustration. Together. Good illustration. Right? But you know there was also human there also human yokes where mm-hmm. they used to cut out a piece of wood to fit around yeah. their neck and yeah. carry weights on both sides when they carry a heavy load. Right? And Christ says he comes to break that yoke or that burden, right? And one side, he said, uh, when we said earlier, we was talking about slavery, setting us free from slavery. Jerome mentioned it, the slavery of sin,
5: mm-hmm.
2: not being a slavery to sin. Right?
1: Hmm. So but The other part, I'm going I'm to speak about the yoke, and uh, which print is giving you the, 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 the book definition of that yoke but the yoke for me is me, Jerome. Jerome is his own yoke. Jerome mm-hmm. is his own weight. Jerome have a hard time of letting go of his own past. The things that weight me down is me. And when I get out of my way, I can walk with Christ better than I can when Jerome gets in the way, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I have yeah. to doubt of myself every day. I have to doubt of Jerome and Jerome, the inner man wants to take over every day. But Jerome has to, he has to monitor that. He has to stay on top of that because the old me are always gonna pop his head back up. And that's
2: like apprentice is putting it. That's a yoke of bondage within itself. We have and, and Jerome, you speak of the yoke. I said sometimes we put that weight on ourselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That burden mm-hmm. or that yoke that we are carrying. Uh well. And and we trying to balance it, right? It's a balancing act. Mm-hmm. You you fighting with self, right? You having to deal with the world, right? Well said. And we trying to carry all this. Well no, sir. Well no, sir. Right? But but well, like we read before, Christ said, "I come to set you free from all that."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So and here's a question. Like... Go ahead.
0: I was about to say earlier when y'all said like the Bible can place you in a box, that could also make people afraid to make the walk. Because I know sometimes I was afraid,
1: you know, to get started to walk because I didn't want to make the mistake. But you know, I didn't want to feel like I was misrepresenting him and the people that follow his word. So I like how that was said about the Bible can place you in the box in the in the box. Well, that was just a literal statement, how Jerome said. It. I hope nobody else yeah. takes wrong because. I appreciate you, Jonathan, for understanding that tells a lot about your walk, uh, but, you know, it, it could confuse some people. I've been sitting here thinking yeah. about it since I said it could.
4: But it's the truth. The Bible the <laughs> It's absolutely, that's what it's for, It's to give you a context of, of rules to follow. It's supposed to put you in a place that where you understand you can't cross these boundaries. If you cross these boundaries, you're outside of what God intended. It is absolutely supposed to put you in a box. It is supposed to put you Paul says this thing right here. And this whole discourse with the Galatians is about circumcision and uncircumcision. And the Galatians don't want anybody to come into the fold because the Gentiles have not been circumcised. And so they're putting on the law. And Paul is telling them it's not about the circumcision of the flesh. It's the circumcision of the heart. And so if you can miss it and you don't have love, this is also the one about love. Uh, the charity discourse that if you don't have love, you're a tinkling symbol under sound and brass, that you're nothing. So, when you use the Bible, the Bible's job by way of the Holy Spirit is to teach us everything Christ has said. So, its job is to put you in a box to let you know that you're set apart. And because you're set apart, if you follow these commandments, he, he tells you on this book of the law, if you study day and night, you will have good success. So that's what it's for. We are free because we are bondage with Christ, yoke with Christ and not with unbelievers. That's why, you know, this whole thing about yoke, the the yoke is to bring two things that are separate together. And there is a yoke of bondage, but it's also a yoke of love. That, that is also discussed. So we, we want to be clear that there's nothing wrong with the Bible putting you in a box because it gives you something to draw from and guidelines to follow to help you on your walk.
2: Amen. 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 And speaks to the, the part of do not be yoked with unbelief. Mm-hmm. Right? And, yeah. and that's a whole, and we can go a whole other direction with that. But, but just, just as the, uh, Glenn was saying, being yoked together because. We talk about on this walk, right? That sometimes, well, we do. Ain't no sometimes. We need a little help. <laughs> all mm-hmm.
5: right. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, need a little help from our yeah. brothers, right? As we go on this walk, right? So now we all know the story. And and I'm a, and I'm just saying we all, but may be some that may not know the story of the Israelites. We talked a little bit about the story of uh, Joseph, right? And, and we know the story of Moses. And Moses and Pharaoh and let my people go and all that. I came across something, you know how when you read something, you don't read it a hundred times, but then when you go back and read it for that 101, if something catches your eye right there? In the beginning, do we know why? The king of Egypt decides to put the people in slavery. Why he decided to oppress the people? It's because they was growing in number. If you look back at it and read it, it says the more he oppressed them, the larger the number they grew, and it's to the point that he was afraid that they will side with the enemy when the enemy attacked. Right. That's a, that's a story we probably don't read a hundred times. And in the beginning, is when the story starts out, is they are multiplying in number quicker. And so the king is afraid that these people is going to outnumber us. Alright? So here's my question. Do you think some people are not free in Christ, are not free because they don't know the power that they have with Christ?
4: I, I think... That's a two-fold answer, Yes, I, th- I think people are not free because they don't understand the freedom they have because they may be new converts, they may, may be babes. And even those who have been on the side of, the, of time, they, they have not understood the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of them and what he gives them access to. And because of that, they don't utilize what's been freely given to them through the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. So yeah, I, I think that a lot of people are in bondage because they don't understand what their liberties are.
1: So I'm gonna go, a you... I'm, I'm gonna go can I go a different angle with that one Glenn and in, in print? Yeah. yeah. Again, <clears throat> I, I'm gonna use me because, you know, I don't know what somebody else may be thinking about. But look how long it took me to get my life right with God. Just look and Me not getting right had nothing to do with my knowledge of God. I knew God. I knew who he was. I've heard about him all my life. But the desire to live the way I wanted to live was stronger than the desire to serve God.
0: Uh Mm
1: -hmm. And and, and I'm going to be honest with you. Up until recently, (laughs) uh, somebody may take this wrong, but living in sin felt better than living for God. Yeah, Even though definitely. it's wrong, it it feels good. It feels right. It tastes good. It's, those are the things of, of live, being an unbeliever that feels good, but you know that it just won't last. It just can't last. He's eventually going to knock it down. There's a lot of oppression that comes along with serving God, and, and, and we say not serving God, but serving God the wrong way or not serving God the right way. But I'm going to lie. I won't lie. I can't lie, cause God knows my heart. I enjoyed my life when I was talking. Like, I'd be lying to everybody that I'm talking to right now if I if I say something otherwise. But then there came a time in my life when, when I guess God got fed up and He started to take things from me, and I started hitting the wall. And then I realized, hey, it, it just felt like I kept running into roadblocks, and. A little birdie in my head said, "Okay, you're gonna run into these roadblocks until you, you give it up. You know, I'm gonna keep knocking you down until you realize where I want you. So up until that point, everything was great. Everything was good. It was fun. I don't know if anybody else understands that, but that's that's the truth. I'm I'm just speaking the truth, and I think that's what we are about telling the truth. I mean, i ain't you know, I can't lie. I had a I had a pretty good life, and I've done some crazy things that I had I thought was fun until. I hit
4: that wall. And, and that's the thing, too, Gerard. A lot of people aren't honest enough to say they had a past. There's so many people that sit up in church and act like they never did nothing wrong with their life <laughs> and tell them a lie from the pit of hell. You lying? <laughs> <right there? laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, I, Gerard, I, I, be, I preached it. I enjoyed sin. I was on that Eddie Murphy thing when he said, Sin is good. I, I, I remember that in that movie. And, and that's how I lived my life. Until you said that arresting happened when, when Christ came and said enough is enough, I know, okay, I'll let you go far enough, long enough. Now it's time That's to it. do what That's I you had that. that um, that the Master's road experience when He puts that light on you. Said okay, now you you lived it your way. Now it's time to live it my way, and, and mm-hmm. you change. And do you get it right every day? If anybody yes. said they get it right every day, they still <coughs> telling a lie. Right. The days I don't get it right. There's the days I want to tell people all the things that come in my mind, the thoughts I deal with, and there's actions that I do. I got to go and repent because I don't get it right. I'm not gonna sit there and tell nobody no lie. I'm so holy that I'm right all the time. i a lie from the pits of hell. I am. Honest. I don't
1: get it right I, all the time, man. I just I don't can't. Either, I can't bro. lie to you guys, man. I can't lie to right. nobody. The back of the
4: pastor, and I still get it wrong someday. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't get it right all the time. But I, I will say this. I want you to say this.
4: My buttons today, and I, I had to sit there and, and right. hold my peace for the things I wanted to say because I thought them, I had to repent because some words and things came in my mind. And, and you ain't gonna sit there and say you living this life and you living it perfect. If you're living it perfect, then you're you you getting ready to leave and you're going to help.
1: I'm trying to say, but some people think they are living it perfect, they think, think they can they do. They mm-hmm. do no wrong, you know what I'm saying? And I tell you right now, you push the wrong buttons with me and you're gonna get something coming up out of me. Mm-hmm. That's to this day. Yeah, That's at this moment. But I know Christ. I know what I should do. And I know I have to ask for forgiveness for those type of actions. But I'm not going to sit up here on a, on a on a live Zoom and act like, hey, man, I'm all holier than thou. And I get it right all the time. I cannot do that. But there are people that probably can do that. But going back to what we were talking about, what Prince was talking about, I can remember in my 20s, I had a buddy. I won't call his name because it's unfair to do that. But, man, we, we used to say to ourselves our all the time, we about to die. Life was so good at that particular moment in life, we said, hey, we about to die. And, and lo and behold, I was about to die. I was about to die to sin. Mm-hmm. I was about to give it up. I was about to turn it loose.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It wasn't like literally going in the grave, but it was like, hey, okay, like Glenn said, you done, all right, you done had your fun. You done, you know, you don't had your share of whatever you wanted to do. Now I got more work to do. I do believe that, that it happens that way for some people. Maybe
2: not everybody, but for me, it did. I think that you both are hitting that right on the how I say hitting right on the head because sin is sin is sin is is what something you like, right? And that what sin is, and that how sin attracts you yeah. is something it's you,
3: place- you like, pleasurable, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. It ain't gonna give me something I don't like because I don't don't want it. it. (laughs) (laughs) And so it comes to that point. You you speak about we don't get it right all the time. I was joking with Dakota last week uh, on the air because the day before that, I was in my office on a very important phone call and somebody was in the hall Yelling and screaming about a fan on their desk. They, this person was supposed to be a leader? I mean, they was fussing, they were yelling, and I and I got to the point I got fed up, and I came out of my office, and um, I started at at first I my I started here, and then it went to here, and it's to the point that. the the young lady that I was uh, that was in my office at the time she came to the door cause she thought she had to come grab me (laughs) Uh, (laughs) cause that's how heated it was getting at that particular time.
1: But Prentice and Glenn what about those people that want to act like they never do nothing wrong (laughs) what about those people I mean cause sometimes they'll make you feel bad like hey you just ain't got it you ain't got this Christian walk because you, you know you know, even, even if they do do something wrong, they still act like they don't. Like, they like they don't have any issues. Like, they don't do none of it. Like, they get it all right. They're I lying. can't do that.
4: They, they lie. Man, They're
1: there's wrong. too many people from Poe Mary Prosperity, Newberry County, know Jerome Boy. And I'm sitting up here on, and talking about us on live, sitting here acting like I got it. Man, these people, <laughs> they, man, they wouldn't even turn us off. I can't right. sit here and fake it. They know. Right. They know how Baby J used to run around in a green Mustang and had it going on with it. <laughs> Women hanging out the rooftop, they
4: know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the thing. Uh, some people get so wrapped up in their holiness that they are no earthly good. Uh, the Bible even says, and they create traditions, not only for their community, but for themselves. And he says that your traditions make the word of God to non effect. That means what you believe for yourself and what you have established makes me not able to do anything I need to do because you have put so much on yourself and in yourself that there is no room for me. People who act like they get it right every day, and I say act because there ain't no human being that get it right. Amen Glenn.
1: Amen, Glenn. It's an act.
4: Uh, all they're doing is setting themselves up for disappointment. Jesus said, and they, he said it. There's going to be the day you're going to come to me and you're going to say, Lord, I cast out demons. I heal the sick. And I did this and I did that. he would say, depart from me for you. I never knew. you." They're setting themselves up for a great letdown. The truth, the Bible says that you are overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of your testimony. You can't sit there and lie and say, you ain't never did nothing wrong. Then where's your testimony? How do you get there sinless? Because the Bible tells me that there's only been one perfect man who knew not sin. Amen. And he stayed obedient even unto the cross died rose on the third day and sent it to his father and now sits at the right hand of the father making intercession until you are becoming him by every day being ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is the good and perfect acceptable will of god if you're sitting there every day and talking about well i get it right every day i don't sin i had a professor in seminary he said that i got up and walked out of the class like i don't sin no more what? All right. I ain't in the right place because I know I, I deal with it every day. I need to get
2: there. And I don't know nobody the that's there. Can you put a person of, uh, uh, well, let's just say a person, period, on so high of a pedestal that you can see they do no wrong? Yep. Yeah.
0: You can
4: make idols out of people. You absolutely can do that.
2: Sometimes I think that's my
1: downfall because I have a hard time putting a man above anything. I just don't, I've never been that type to worship a man. I always felt like, you know, I was that guy. So me putting you on a pedestal was hard for me because I was ready to take your head off if I thought you was that guy. Mm -hmm. That's just the real, I was challenging. Mm -hmm. I was gonna challenge Mm -hmm. the individual that I thought was that guy. So it's hard for me to put somebody on a level and believe every little word they say, like they're God. I think Revelation speaks about that. I mean, you know, it, it speaks about that in the last days. People gonna start worshiping a man and mm-hmm. they're gonna they gonna miss the boat because they worship that man. They're gonna get fooled. They're gonna get fooled. So you got to be careful, man, with who you put up on high esteem.
4: Well, that's the first commandment. Thou shalt have no other God before me. And a lot of people put people on pedestals. there be pastors, friends, yep. husband, wives, children. They put these things above God and they put them first. They put them on a the pedestal to where they worship them and, and would lay down their lives for them in worship. Now, there's nothing wrong with the Bible says, you no know, greater friend than no man that shall lay down his life for his friend. And let us know that Christ died for us. But he died that we might have a right to the tree of life. Some people die because they feel like I would rather, you know, take the place of that person than and to say that they're not what they are. And God forbid if you say that that person has a flaw and you got them to deal with.
1: And that's
4: really. it. You know, that's what
1: it is. I think the worst one I ever heard is, and I and I pray to God that I'm not wrong. And if I am, I I ask forgiveness for it. But I I just think that too many people, I've been told once, because I I had a question about something in the Bible. I read the Bible, and I didn't agree with what was being told to me. But because the pastor had been preaching for 49 years, he was automatically right, and I was automatically wrong. (laughs) I was automatically wrong because he had been preaching for 40-some years. And that brought me, I'm like, whoa, man, I'm reading it right here. it's in black and white. He seemed to be getting off on it. How am I so wrong because he's been preaching for 49 years? That right, don't mean right. they don't, that don't mean they get everything in the Bible right just because they've been doing it for 49 years. Right,
5: right. Mm-hmm.
1: I just don't agree with that. And if I'm wrong, I apologize.
4: No, you're not wrong. Because a lot of people think because you have experience and that you have been preaching for 49 years, that you are an expert. But the Bible said, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. That lets you know that Jesus said, forbid not these to come unto me, talking about the little one. Because a man can, lest he come as humble as a child, cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. When you preach for so long and you get so much experience that you can't be wrong or people perceive that you're not. And and God forbid, I don't want to speak on the man of God because he may not have had nothing to do with it. And and if you'd have went to him and said, you know, I'm misunderstanding, can you clarify? And then you show him his point of view and he can say, okay, yeah, you're right then he's teachable. But the Bible tells us to remain teachable as Mm -hmm. preachers, as pastors, as evangelists, as prophets, as apostles, as bishops. We're supposed to be teachable because this word is alive. It's growing, it's changing every day. How am I gonna say I mastered it with tomorrow? It's not gonna look like what it was
3: today. Yes. Mm. You you know, one thing, uh, and I'll just speak for myself. fell into a trap. Um, you, you know, i walk even <clears> and follow Christ. It, it's, a, it's a personal thing. And with it being personal, that means I have access to God myself. Uh, Amen. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. One thing I, I, I kind of found myself doing uh, at one certain point in church was whatever the pastor said that's what I went with. Uh-huh. And when and and the trap for that is, since this thing is personal walk, I have to get in there and dig for myself. Uh-huh. The word says, well, Prince is gonna get to it, and he got to yeah, he said when I know the truth, the truth will make me free. See, when I'm in trouble, I don't have my pastor number to call now what did you say i'm supposed to do sunday i suppose mm-hmm. get in there and dig for this truth myself and when i know the truth the truth will set me free and i can ask the holy ghost to reveal his truth to me and he will because this is a personal relationship you remember the the seven of of they tried to cast out a demon mm-hmm, mm-hmm this man that was possessed with the demon and it said, come out in Paul's name, come out and whoever name. And they these, these guys knew all these people, but they didn't know Jesus. And, and the demon told him, "All I know. Jesus, I know. Jesus, I know. Who in the heck are you? <laughs> and for me, if I don't know the truth, Amen. How can the truth set me free? Come the, on. the truth won't set me free by what Jerome say, what Glenn say. I have to dig in and find this thing for myself. Right, right, right. Amen. Always said
1: that, Charles. Yeah. I
3: always said that. Amen. And, you know, we can we can all be sitting in a room, all of us on the, Bible, on, on, on the call on the Zoom tonight. We can all be sitting in a room and each one can tell each other what you see, and somebody will see something different. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it's all the truth. We're right here. From your point of view, you might see something that I don't see. But we come together as one, we get a whole picture of the truth about the room. Mm -hmm. Ah, I'm sorry. (laughs)
1: That's
3: good stuff. What you said right there,
4: is second timothy he says study to show thyself approved unto god yes a workman who not be ashamed rightly diverting the word of truth if you don't get into that word yourself Hmm. you're not going to find truth and if you're not seeking truth for yourself then you are um subjected to the truth of someone else Yes. Because you cannot identify with something as being true if you don't experience it for yourself.
3: That's it.
4: Get into the word and begin to experience it for yourself. Your truth changes. Yes. And because it changes, as you just said, because your perception Mm -hmm. of what you see changes. Mm -hmm. I can go today and look at a room and one way and come back and look at the exact same room tomorrow and see something totally different. Because my experience of that room before has now been predicated on my truth. And when I come back in and look in the next day, I may see something totally different. It still remains true. But my experience and my interaction with that has changed it. So that I'm growing in my knowledge and truth of that situation because I'm spending more time with it.
3: Amen.
1: Amen. And I I believe if you're a preacher, you should tell your, your disciples, hey, don't just listen to me. Read it for
4: yourself.
1: Come on now. Right. If I'm, a, nice. if I'm a preacher, that's what I want to tell my people because I want them to have the knowledge. I want them to know, hey, I'm not lying to you. Read it mm. for yourself and it'll back up what I'm saying.
5: Amen. That's
2: that's hey, yeah. You know, Ain't Tal- nothing better
4: when you preach it, man, when you preaching and you and you quote the scripture and the congregation finish it before you finish it. That lets you know they're paying attention yes mm-hmm. that, that, that's that ain't nothing better than that when you they talking back to you and they telling you scripture before you get to it and that's let us know that they, they study it they have their own relationship and the people that study are more receptive of mm-hmm. yes because they, now they're getting to see things and you are beginning to make it make sense and the two of you and the Bible said come let us reason together what it means is you take your experience and the truth of who I am and let's put them together. And let me show you what I can be. Because when he says that I throw your sins far away from you from the east to the west, then the next thing he said, now, put me in remembrance of you. Tell me who you are. Come Mm -hmm. let us reason together. Let's have a conversation Mm -hmm. about this thing. And then you tell me, and then I can show you who you are. And that's what's so amazing about this whole freedom of being free in the word. Because when you're free in the word, you find out truly what it is God intends for you. And when you get hooked up on that truth, this walk, just don't hurt
2: as much. Amen. You know, where we are here, um, we can grab this truth. Mm -hmm. We can pick it up. We can look it up online. We can go to the store and get it off any street corner we want. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. there are places that if they get caught with this, they will be killed. Health right, places right. in the world like that, you can't you can't mention the word Christian. right? And and we sit on it a lot of times that, and we take it for granted. I guess yes. that's what I'm yes. trying to say.
3: Yes, as yeah. far as,
2: and the, and that the truth that, that it is. Uh, oh, Matthew man. Matthew eleven twenty eight and thirty, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. My burden is light. Those are those are the words of Jesus. Come, find rest in Him and give Him the burden. We don't have to carry that yoke of burdens.
3: I know talking. some. What scripture you say that was Matthew 11, what? 28
2: through 30. Okay, all right, I got you. So we don't have to carry it. And I know sometimes it gets a little foggy where we don't get it right all the time. I know there are times when we feel that we we, we are out here and we, God, where are you? God, God I, I'm here, I'm hurting, but where are you? All right And, but yet still, he's, He's always there. We we use the cliche all the time. He always right on time. Yeah, he ain't failed us yet.
5: Come on, man.
2: let me, rephr- let me rephrase that. I can say he hadn't failed me. yet. Amen. Hey, uh, friends, I think
1: I think that I, I appreciate that scripture because I think that scripture is saying a lot.
5: Uh-huh.
1: It, it's really it's speaking to us, man. It said, "Take my yoke upon yeah. you," but I love the next part. He said, "Learn of me." He's telling yes. you to learn his word. Mm-hmm. Then, and the next part of it, he said, I am meek and lowly. Man, there's this, some strong words right there. The meekness of Jesus, man, is very. It's, it's a strong thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Amen.
2: I think it was Glenn that read um, the actual day of crucifixion, the walk, uh-huh. when he was beaten. And before he went to the cross. Uh-huh. You see, we mentioned earlier today the cost of freedom. That's the price that was paid for us is that walk he took to being put in front of crowds of people screaming, crucify me, crucify him for something he didn't do. Come on though. Amen. For being put in front of a... A squad of soldiers and being beaten and being mocked, having a crown of thorns put on his head. We hadn't got to the cross. Being spit upon, being struck with a being having a scarlet robe put on his back that was already bloody and then being ripped off. We hadn't got to the cross yet.
3: Right. Amen.
2: Being walking alone. Being he had, he started out with his boys and now his boys is gone. Being nailed to the cross and now his father is gone because he can have nothing to do with sin. That was the price that was paid Uh for our freedom. Amen. Jesus.
5: Amen. That's all I have, guys. Brother Brooks, you had said something earlier about the freedom that we have. About coming to church, like you said, Muslim-dominated countries and other countries, you can't even say the word of Christianity and even talk about it. You have to have meetings in private and in secret, or else there's going to be consequences to pay. We got to continue to pray for our missionary brothers and sisters, that's going to these countries like that, preaching the word and teaching the word, handing out Bibles. A lot of missionaries have gotten killed for doing God's work over there. Mm -hmm. handing out bibles and all of that and having meetings i mean the missionaries god bless them women have been sexually assaulted and all different things just by going over there to doing god's work just for going just to tell people about jesus to get this word out that's how serious this thing is like you said man my god we can't take this freedom for granted amen like you said all of that what our father went through on the cross what jesus went through on the cross as it says i believe in the book isaiah it says that the hairs was plucked out his cheeks. They were beard out. And when you really look at that and say the cheeks, the hairs were plucked out his cheeks. Every man in here got face your hair. You know, what, you pull on your hair, you know how painful that is. You'll pull on it a little bit, then you'll let it go because it hurts. Now imagine what say you went through when they're doing stuff like that. My God. All of that, just like you said, my God. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. Amen. Could you imagine being Simon a
4: siren? Mm, Jesus mm. carried the yoke of bondage on his shoulder. He My falls God. under the weight of it because his natural body can no longer take it, but his spirit is still obedient to the prompt. And you're called out of a crowd to come carry the yoke of Christ. Select, he was selected by God to be in that place, to carry that. That's, That's right. Why he carried it, holding on to that, that, because Jesus was tied to it. So he carried it along with the weight of Jesus himself but he could smell the blood and sweat. Mm. Every time you've had his arm wrapped, he could feel where that cat of nine tails pulled the flesh away. And he had to carry the weight of that and Jesus to the cross to watch him be crucified for his sins. Every time we wake up and we put on this robe called Christianity to walk throughout our day, it's just like being siren, Simon of the siren because you got to be able to identify that that whipping he took all night long was for me, that the blood Mm -hmm. that was shed was for me, that the weight of what he carried was for me, that when he hung his head separated from his father and said, it is finished, that was for me. And when Mm -hmm. he died in a bald tomb and rose on the third day, went without any kind of spot or wrinkle back to his father and sat on the throne beside his daddy and said, don't hold that at his account, my blood Mm -hmm. was spilled he's not guilty. That's for me. That is something that is so serious that we take for granted that we talk about being yoked. Imagine carrying that yoke and then knowing every day that's what we yoked to because we are in bondage to the truth that Jesus himself paid the ultimate price. I am free because he made me free from the judgment of sin here on this earth. But why I'm here, I'm bound. Like Paul said, I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ because what he bought and paid for with his death is more than I could ever try to even figure out how to pay back. Mm
3: -hmm. Amen. Amen. That's it, Glenn. Lord, Lord, I'm free. That's it. My God. (laughs)
0: Jesus. Good lesson tonight, brother friend. It's really, really great lesson tonight. So many nuggets came out of there. Anybody Anybody got anything else before we do our shout-out and takeaways? Awesome lesson. Yeah. Brother Josh, you done settled in? You got something?
5: Yeah, man. I'm I'm sorry. I was running late, had a bunch of errands to run and stuff, but I wanted to hop on while I just had to go to the store with Apprentice. Um, the part of the lesson that I got is awesome word tonight. Um, I appreciated it, and I appreciate just being on here with y'all every Tuesday.
0: Amen. Good man. job, Brother Josh. Good thank job. Man. Love you, bro. Brother Jonathan. Uh, thank you for that word tonight, Francis.
2: Um, I'm going to go back and read on it some more and study on it. But
0: one thing I learned is once I started my walk with God, things did get tougher and people would ask, why are you doing that? But you don't have to answer those people. You have to continue doing what you have to do for your life and what God is leaving you to do. And some people are not going to accept the change in your life. Then some of them, you're not even going to, I didn't even see myself changing. People say I was changing. So, I know I love God, and I'm going to continue to do this, continue to do this, walk, bro, and I'm still going to make mistakes and sin, but I know who to go to. I know who to go to. So, I thank mm-hmm. y'all, fellas. Love y'all. God bless you and your family. Good job, Brother Jonathan. Love you too, man. Keep growing, keep growing, keep putting that work in. Brother Charles. Uh
3: God! That was a good word, Prentice. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about myself uh, with that uh, truth we bought tonight. Um, I think my biggest hindrance is um, is ignorance. And when I say ignorance, I, I tr- sometimes I truly don't know my covenant, my rights, and my privileges as a believer and follower of Christ. Because one of your scriptures, Princess, said, when you know the truth, the truth will make you free. When I understand my covenant and when I understand my rights as a believer and a follower of Christ, and when I truly understand what Glenn preached about at the end, the sacrifice that he made to make me free. Mm -hmm. That's when I become free. When I know the truth, when you know the truth, nobody, you won't believe the lies. And a lot of times for me, I believe lies before I believe the truth. My experience in life and some of the things that I do was just all stupid, crazy stuff and lies. And I believe the lies that people told me. And uh, I'm still learning my covenant. And as I journey in my covenant, and, and, and as walk as I walk through this thing with you guys, you guys are helping me to become who God has called me to be, because He said that the greatest he is in me that He's in the world. That's the truth. Amen. And I thank you guys. Thank you, Prince. Amen. Amen. Good job, brother. Charles. love you, bro. Brother Dakota.
5: Amen. Amen. Got on a little late, but Amen. I understood what the what the word was about about being free. And immediately the song comes to mind, what the songwriter said, when he says, I'm free. Praise the Lord. I'm free. No longer bound. No more chains holding me. My soul is resting. Ain't that a blessing? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. My God. Amen. I thank God for saving me. You hear me? I thank God for that. I don't take that for granted like I say, we can't take this freedom for granted. An awesome, awesome word, Brother Brooks, on tonight about being free. Amen. Because that's exactly what we are. Hallelujah. on a highway to hell, but he took me off of it. Thank God for that. Amen. Amen. Nothing like being free. Amen. That's why I say I can't spend too much time in jail. Don't want to go because I love my freedom.
3: I love my freedom
5: in the natural. And I have a TGIF. A lot of people know we always say thank God it's Friday. But a lot of times on social media, I'll put TGIF. And there's three things that I say with that. Thank God I'm forgiven. Thank God I'm favored. Thank God I'm free. Mm. That's good good stuff. TGIF, baby. And one more thing before you go to the next one. I need everybody to tune in on, on Thursday night around Ate something so you can see the defending Super
0: Bowl champs get a beat out. Hey, hey, Amen. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Dirty Bird, give me something. I- I'ma edit that I'm gonna edit that out so it won't be on the podcast. Don't, <laughs> don't have to worry about that. <laughs> 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 give me something, Dirty Bird. Hey I missed the whole lesson, so I apologize, man. I've been traveling since
4: one o'clock today and had to stop games here because Past my mm-hmm. hour. So
1: hey, it's good to see y'all guys' face.
5: That's all that matters to me right now. Hey man. Don't,
0: don't,
1: don't,
5: don't, don't go a storm, but hey,
1: cause I got my brothers. I'm all right.
0: Amen. Amen. Got Amen. You, you Amen.
1: Got hey, by the way, hope ain't no clinching tiger fans on here, but uh go no Bulldog.
2: <laughs> all
0: right. Amen. Good job, good job, Dirty Bird. Brother Prentice.
2: Yeah, um, mm. freedom is, is. Sometimes we just take it for granted. Sometimes we don't understand the cost of our freedom. I just pray to grow more and more every day mm. and change more and more every day to be like Christ. Amen. Because I, I, I myself, I still have a long ways to go as well. Mm. It's a fight every day. I'm glad mm-hmm. that a minute. I'm glad I get get to know you, brothers, and I appreciate
0: you. Amen. Good job, Brother Prince, man. Love you. Great lesson tonight. Great lesson tonight. Brother Jerome.
1: Sunday I listened to a sermon Sunday, and the pastor said, everyone is still struggling with something.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It made
1: so much sense to me. I realized that I'm still struggling to try to be more like Christ. I realized I got to have more passion for the Lord. And thanks to Prentice, this word tonight, I am free because of Christ. I have a chance because of Christ. I should give Him all I got.
0: That's all. I Amen. Got. Amen. Hey, that's good. That's good word, Jay. Good word. Jay, I love you. Um, before I turn it over to Brother Glenn, my my takeaway, man, on the freedom thing for me personally is is learning how to fully embrace it,
3: to, mm-hmm. to fully
0: understand it and to fully embrace because the freedom that we have is from the sacrifice, from the Lord's sacrifice. And so the, when we really understand and embrace it, to me, that's how we are truly free. And so, mm. man, a lot of great nuggets tonight. Good job, y'all. Amen. Brother Glenn, take us home.
4: Amen, man. I mean, I, th- I think this is a real good lesson, Brentis. I mean, to talk about how we are free in Christ and that our liberty comes from Christ. Paul was in jail, but he was talking about how being a servant of Christ allowed him to be free. So much so that when he walked off in the courtyard, the, the guards that guarded him, they were converted. So mm, you know, yes. that, that was an awesome thing to see there. His freedom in Christ, even though he was in bondage physically, mm. his spirit was so free that the others got converted that were holding him captive. Dude, that speaks a lot right there by itself. Man. I just bless God for it. And you know, it just as Jerome said, man, to open up your eyes to know that there's more I gotta do in me. I mean, I say it all the time. I'm I'm not, I don't lie about it, I'm transparent about it. There's a lot in me I still need work on. I struggle every day because I know where I came from. And a lot of times where I came from tries to pull me back and I don't allow it. But it it is a tough. And, and so I'm not going to sit there and tell you I, I don't deal with it every day. But I Amen. overcome it every day, too. And I keep getting back up and, and helping and hoping and praying. Every day, God makes me stronger and better. Um, so I bless you for the lesson tonight. I learned a lot. Thank you. You know, I you know, sound like I was was given, but it was not. I was taking a lot in. and I bless God for it. <laughs> um, man, I, I, I want to call out my cousin Jed is—it's it's been a rough day. Been mm. A rough day, man. So you know, bless the Lord, he's still with us, but it's been a rough day. And you know, I, I love him. I want to say that you know, with everything in me, I love him. You know, we rode together. We've been together. We've done things together. That, that you know, and so see, you know, he he's relying on God right now, and and I'm praying for him. So I won't, hope that you all pray for. him. Still a little Amara, you know, she's still in the ICU, but she's getting better. And I I see she's in a room now. She's getting better, but she's not back yet. So we're just gonna keep praying. And you know, I, I just I link up by the spirit to anyone who's going through any infirmity right now, we lift you up before the blood of Jesus Christ. Hey, Glenn, Glenn, of the- Glenn, Glenn, ahead. Glenn. Go ahead, Giraffe.
1: Before you get started, a real good friend of mine lost his daughter um last week. What's his name room? is Thomas Wise. Oh uh, been a oh, wow. friend of mine forever. He lost yeah. his daughter and his wife is sick. I want to lift him and his family up in prayer, especially you know, to make sure he know God's got him. And I just want you to do that at this time.
4: Thank Amen. Let Thomas mm-hmm. know I love him. He, you know, he y'all got my number, so if he need me, just hit me up. You let him know just hit me up anytime. Father God, is in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to give you always all glory, honor, and praise. Father, we came together to learn about liberty in you, God. You open up our understanding let us know, God, that even though sometimes we may be captivated and captive in our our flesh and in our mind, God, we can find liberty when we come to you. And Father, we thank you for the liberty by way of the Holy Spirit through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. At time after time, when we fall, he allows us to get back up and ask for forgiveness. Father, we thank you for the right of forgiveness that was shed on Calvary's cross by his blood. And Father, we ask right now, God, that those that we have lifted up before you, God, by name, even in thought, Father, that wasn't even spoken. You know before we can even ask what we think. So God, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you touch each and every one with a finger of love. Lift them up. Let them know that by your strike, they are healed, God. Let them turn to you, Father, in this time, God, that they may know you, and God and find peace and rest wherever they may be. Yes, God, we Jesus. thank you, God, for everything you're doing and every man that's attached We ask right now that you bless every family represented here tonight, Father. Cover them under your arm, God, with their hands of protection. Let no hurt, harm, or danger come nigh in thy dwelling, Father. Rebuke Satan, God, right where he is. Satan, we come man mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus. That the yes. plan you have has now been crucified by the cross. You got no authority and no power. We cast you back. The pistol head, which you came from, and God, we thank you for the glory, liberty in Christ. We give all glory honor, and praise unto
0: God. We thank you, Father, In Jesus Christ's like name we pray. Amen. 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 Now, y'all have a blessed week and a blessed weekend. Um, Brother Jerome is teaching next Tuesday. Definitely looking forward to that. So, everybody have a good night. Love you guys. Uh, all yeah. right, uh, yeah. boy. Boy. boy,
5: boy,
2: boy.
0: Yeah.
2: Top five on this weekend.
0: Say what?
2: Is the bar open this weekend?
0: Yeah, Friday night. Friday night. All I'm gonna right. I'm I'm be, be sending the invites out to everybody. I don't know about Dakota. He kind of just threw his invite out the window right there. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'll be sending them out to everybody. Uh I don't know if Johnson gonna come on, but I'm gonna send everybody out. You know, some some of you guys with your weaker teams, you know, big big chop uh, sports bar mm. and grill it get kind of tough on there. You know, if you're kind of weak, I, I really, I try not to invite people who don't fit. Well, you know, I, I know 20,000 people. So, you know, of course we can't have that many, but when I invite, I invite people that I think that'll be good. That can take it. know, we just talk about football. It ain't, you know, we just couldn't fool. We just really talk about the season, the week, the the game before. So this Friday ain't been no game. So we're going to just, Really, just talk about what you expect from your team, realistically speaking. I don't want somebody like Brother Dakota who think he gonna go undefeated. No good will. No, he gonna go undefeated. But he'll say we gonna win. We gonna go fifteen and two, and, and that that ain't possible. Your defense bad. Your quarterback bandage up for the season start. And, and so, so, but, so look for so look for the invite. You know, Brother Jonathan got a brand new quarterback. He's gonna be taking his first snap as a Broncos. Not sure what his <laughs> expectations is. You know, you can't the defense. Hey, got I, I got a
5: brand new quarterback too. We got we got
0: Cam out <laughs> Who you who you with? The Patriots. Hey, come you on. Ain't man. Been watching you know the that, new man, man Cam at be home deep. Cam Newton that Home Depot driving the Falkland. Yeah, I know, yes, <laughs> too. <That's good. laughs> Bro, so you definitely so got a brand new quarterback. they going to blitz him to death. But anyway, y'all be on the lookout for the invites. I'm going to send them y'all, out. I man, can't do that anyway, Brother Todd. I,
5: I got a wedding rehearsal to go to because I got to officiate a wedding Saturday. I'm going to even miss my son football game Friday night because I got to be at that wedding rehearsal and whatnot, man. But y'all, brothers, go ahead and have a good time anyway.
0: Oh, yeah, we're we going to do it every Friday, man throughout the season. So I'm definitely looking forward to having you on. You know, we're going to chop it up. We're going to cut the fool. You know, some of you guys that's going to take a lot of L's, hey, just keep hope alive and keep coming on, you know. You're going to get get some wins here and there somewhere. Y'all be good. All right. All All right. All right.